You're listening to Points North on Interlochen Public Radio. I'm Lexi Krupp. Greg McMaster has looked through a lot of old weather records from northern Michigan. He was a meteorologist at a local TV station for nearly 15 years. There were a lot of questions from our viewers. You know, when was the last time the lakes were frozen over? And when was the last time you could drive a truck on them? You know, how long has it been? He went through the records going all the way back to the 1800s. Back then, Grand Traverse Bay froze over most winters. And there were some bitter cold snaps, like sometime in the 1870s. It was so cold so fast that the wooden ships that were traveling from Manitowoc and Chicago through the Straits down to Lake Erie, they were trapped in ice. They just froze intact, and people were able to jump off and walk to shore. These days, Grand Traverse Bay doesn't freeze over nearly as often. And this loss of ice cover is one of the earliest observed impacts of climate change. In a recent study, researchers at York University in Toronto looked at records from Grand Traverse Bay and lakes all over the world. They found that under current carbon emissions, the bay and places like Lake Leelanau and Torch Lake will be completely ice-free by the end of the century. Alex Filazola is a community ecologist at the University of Toronto and York University. He joined me to talk about his research. Hi, how's it going? Good. Great to have you. So can you tell me a little bit about the historical records you looked at? So this data that we collect is very old school. The way we get this data has a different story, basically, from every lake we were able to incorporate into our models. So in Japan and Lake Suwa, there's a bunch of Shinto priests that have been monitoring these lakes for centuries as a part of cultural reasons. I believe Grand Traverse Bay, the reason why it was being monitored was the last time a a shipping vessel would be able to leave. And so there's kind of a a unique story to each of these. And what we did is we took that information, related it to winter air temperatures. And from that, we checked different scenarios into the future, what a winter air temperature is going to look like in the future um, in and around the world, what are they going to look like under different carbon emission scenarios. And then the final piece of the puzzle is really to do with the area of the lake, the larger lakes, so harder for them to freeze. And so if you're a much larger lake in a warmer part of the area, you're going to be much more susceptible to becoming pretty ice-free. Whereas if you're a shallower lake, there's a chance that even if you had a quick cold spell, it could freeze over for a small period of time. That doesn't sound so good for the Great Lakes, since they're pretty <laughs> no, big. unfortunately not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. And then... Um, Your study found that under current carbon emissions, thousands of lakes across the world that have historically frozen during the winter will be ice-free within our lifetimes. Was that surprising? Yeah, so there's a first shock in just kind of coming to terms with this, like imagining a lake that used to freeze and suddenly going and noticing that it'll never freeze again seems kind of shocking to me. And it was, I didn't really quite accept it at first. And after like kind of thinking on it some more and does become a little bit almost scary because you're like, here's something that used to always freeze. I used to go ice fishing there and I was able to maybe like skate on the ice and now I can never do that again. Like that's just something that will never happen, not only for me, but for my potentially my kids or their kids or anywhere going forward. So that's pretty shocking in itself. And then the other element that was shocking is that we're observing this happening a lot sooner than we expected. So for that example I mentioned with Lake Su in Japan, we were predicting that it could become ice-free in the next 20 to 30 years, which is really soon. Lake Su, basically any 
in a year now may experience its very final freeze event when it'll never freeze again. So that's something that we've also predicted for a lot of lakes in and around the Great Lake area. And so there's a suite of lakes that people might consider their home lakes, and within a few decades, it could be that lake ice never freezes again. And you looked at a few different carbon emission scenarios. Can you talk about what you found? So just between the two predicting scenarios that we did, so the business as usual, I think, had somewhere slightly over 5,000 lakes that'd be permanently ice-free, but a slightly more modest emission scenario had around three or 400 lakes that were becoming permanently ice-free. That's quite, quite a big difference. And I think that's a sign that we can still do something. We can still try and improve the situation going forward, and we can try even reasonable mitigation techniques for carbon emissions can potentially prevent some disastrous things with respect to lake ice. So there's a hope in terms of trying to mitigate some of this impact. That was Alex Filazola, a community ecologist at the University of Toronto and York University. After we spoke, he sent me this map that showed a lot of inland lakes in northern Michigan, like Platte Lake, Boardman Lake, and Houghton Lake, will be completely ice-free in the next 60 to 70 years. That's under current carbon emissions. We'll post a link on our webpage. Alex also said that if you or your family have kept records of lake ice, his research team would love to hear from you. You can find a link to contact them on our website. That's this week for Points North. Our show is produced by me, Lexi Krupp, and Peter Payette, with help from Cheryl Bartz. And coming up next week, Mount Bohemia, near the tip of Michigan's Keweenaw Peninsula, hasn't been open for skiing this year. There hasn't been enough snow. The resort is considering buying snow machines, something they've never used before. It's like if you were the best New York pizzeria and you couldn't serve pizzas, so you put on chicken wings on your menu instead, you're still open for food, but that's not why your customers come to you. So we could be open with snowmaking runs, but that's not why the people drive seven to 10 hours to ski us. Winter recreation on a warming planet. That's next week on Points North. Thanks for joining us and have a great weekend.